midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! Hello and welcome back to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. I'm your co-host, Logan Stump, and I've got our real host, Jordan Wiegand. Hello, hello. This is weird. And Matthew H. Hartgrove. I don't know your middle name. Yes, I do. It's Daniel. Yeah, you do know my middle name. <laughs> so, Matthew D. Hartgrove. <clears throat> Matt, what's I your ever... mother's maiden name? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, what was your high school mascot as a kid? What was the first name of your pet? You know, what's funny is I don't think that's ever been a security question for me is my mother's maiden name. It's usually where I was born, favorite vacation, and first pet. I know one of those for sure, so watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Which one do you know? Which one? Probably favorite vacation spot, right? Uh, I was going to say. I know the first pet too, right? I don't think you would know first pet. Pet would be tough because oh, I don't. Not. It's not striker, right? No, no. Striker's like the he's fourth. Or striker. Fifth. Does he play for Liverpool? <clears throat> no. I'll no, say I thought <laughs> it, if Jordan, if you guys tried really hard, especially Jordan, you could probably guess what city I was born in. It's not. It's not too crazy. Yeah, I, I think I could. <laughs> I think I could get that one too. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say even when Logan does the intro, I still end up second. So I guess if I if I ever do this, I'm just gonna have to introduce myself last. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, hello, welcome up. back to Stop It's Time Soccer Show. We have Jordan, Logan, and myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> save the best for last is honestly what we do. Nah, sure. I think we it's a short. It. I think it's a short thing. I it think kind of is. It goes like you know, it's like the the scale of like you know, you go down and you hit that. Thanks. It makes me feel great. I, I just match you up with with Winnie the Pooh. So honestly, these people are gonna be so confused about this episode. Like, what is happening? All right. Well, I'll take the duties back over here. We have are you sure? uh, we have a big show for you today. Uh, we had to push recording to Tuesday, so instead of previewing the two Champions League matches, uh, we'll be talking about those two Champions League matches and looking ahead at Wednesday's games here. Um, yeah, so uh, Logan, how was your uh, how was your week so far? It's pretty good. Um, I, I'm trying to coordinate talent and booking for stateside, and then also doing stoppage time and keeping up with. Champions League and Everton news and City news and Orlando City news. So it's it's been a really rough week and getting back to work today was not fun. So 
I mean, it was a blast. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Logan's our booking manager for interviews. So if you want to come on the show, just make sure you DM him directly. Or indirectly. Yeah. Or indirectly through stoppage time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm noting this just in case I want to pop up on the show. I'll, I'll talk to please Logan. Please do. Yeah, yeah please definitely do. reach, out, reach to out to him. Me. I'm yep. too busy to deal with guests, so <laughs> Logan's the one that'll take that on. Oh, God. Who do we have? Uh, who, what, what, Logan, tell us who we just had on stateside and, uh, on Monday, and who do we have coming up? So yesterday, um, Monday, we had Real Salt Lake. Uh, that Zion. one's not released though. No, no, no. Oh, you <laughs> want me to do the other one? <laughs> oh, who did we release on Monday? Okay, I got you. We did Jamin Moore of the San Jose Quakes. He uh, contributes to Epicenter. Uh, he or Quakes Epicenter. He does American Soccer Analysis, and he also does Game Flow. Um, he does a lot of things, but Black he covers. Black and Azul too. Yeah, yeah Black and Azul. Yep, yeah, which is uh, their podcast that he does with a couple of the guys there that cover uh, San Jose. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. He he is incredibly knowledgeable uh, about MLS and uh, just everything to do with data. Matt, you'd you'd really like him. He likes data, uh, and he confused Jordan and I. So that was uh, <laughs> we we told him about you. Like he, the guy that we do stoppage time with, like you and him would be off and going about expected goals and Numbers. build up from expected goals and all sorts of I different should- things. <clears throat> I should have. Um, I, I didn't. I saw it on my computer, but I, I'll try to find it again. But it, on the soccer Reddit, a guy posted this long post that was oh, like, a link to our podcast. <clears throat> no, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, it was like it was like this long post that it was. It's titled like what What are the chances of another Leicester happening in terms of like um, when they won the Premier League? Not like right now because they're a lot better than they were back then. But he, like those he almost. Yeah, so like he almost he did this entire post that apparently he did as a thesis in like college or I don't know if it was like a master's thesis about like the likelihood and the betting odds and he took all the data from like where people start, where people finish, the likelihood of the jump. It was it's it's such a long post but it's so well detailed. It it's such a it was really really cool. It was so data driven that that's reminded me of it. That'd probably be like if West Ham won this year, I guess, would yeah. be kind of the equivalent. Oh uh, yeah, a, a lot of people were saying like it, like if you were to take this year into next year, it would be a lot of the comments were like it would be like a Fulham, or like a, mm-hmm. a team like Fulham winning because they a Leicester fan. I didn't even know this because I, I wasn't super into soccer at that time. I would like keep up with scores and stuff and like watch when I could. But I guess Leicester the year prior, with like seven games to go, they were in last place. Like five six points from safety and they still were able to just barely eke out getting out of the relegation yeah, yeah uh, logan who do we have coming up then uh on wednesday who are we releasing okay now i, I got this one down you got uh, this one <laughs> yeah uh rsl show which is real salt lake over there in sandy utah so uh my salt lake city listeners that probably don't listen um but they might listen to stoppage time. I don't know. It just depends. But yeah, we're doing a uh, rail salt Lake and it's a culture uh, rebuild. It's, it's definitely a different kind of rebuild that we're not quite used to covering. So that was a, it was a really interesting discussion with the guy that lives there and how impactful that that team, is. it reminds me a lot of like England teams, very involved in the community and these fans are very tied to the team. So their culture is very important to them. And who do we have on Friday? 
And then on Friday, we will have Matt Pollard of the Colorado Rapids, and he covers them on Last Word Sports. Um, and he's going to talk a little bit of Rapids and how much they've improved. And I think, you know, just a little spoiler alert, I think that this team is somebody that we can watch and think of uh, maybe doing some some business here in the MLS this year. All right, Matt, how's your week been so far? Wow, definitely it's only not Tuesday. As, I was going to say, yeah, it's not as <laughs> not as interesting as everything Logan just said. <laughs> it's been exhausting, uh, but it's, it's been, been wild. <laughs> now, I was say, I you know watched some TV, took some naps, uh, did some homework. I don't really think there's much else. So that's that, that's my week in in a glance. If you need to know, did you get around to that uh, Pokemon Sapphire or Emerald <laughs> or whichever you have there. I don't know what I plan on doing with it because I actually have, I have Sapphire, but is it a game that's already started? You'd have to restart or like something yeah. like it. Okay, here's a funny story, real quick, before we get into soccer as well. Um, <laughs> Joy played uh, Sapphire, I think it was uh, when she was like that was her generation when she was growing up, and she finally beat the game in 2015 from her save as a little kid. Uh, when I turned it on like when she first started dating me and stuff, it was like her starter was like level 70 and then everybody else sucked. So then she had to like grind up this whole <laughs> thing and then beat the elite four. So it was pretty funny. See, I, I really want to get Emerald cause it, I, I've never played it, but I also don't trust like any site in yeah. regards to like a lot of counterfeit. It. ones. Yeah. So like I, I've kind of looked into trying to get like a, uh, something on my computer, like one of those, um, I don't forget. I don't remember what they're Emulators. called. Like, yeah, I might look into that. But other than that, I just just watch TV. Tried to watch Daytona 500, but I don't have Fox, so couldn't do mm. that. My sister was at the Daytona 500. I saw that. I was like, dang! Like, were they there the whole time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know, it was uh, rained out 15 laps in, I think, and sounds, sounds took right. six hours for it to start up again. Yeah, and she had to work the next day. She wasn't off like Logan was, so yeah, it's dedication. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's get into the Premier League here, because um, nobody asked how my week's been going. But anyway, <laughs> Jordan, how's your week going? It was fine. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was elaborate. <laughs> Glad we asked. <laughs> no, I did record uh, over the weekend though the first like two or three episodes of my Pokemon Sword Nuzlocke. So, uh, gonna just try to release those once I have a few episodes in the can, so that way I can, uh, you know, just get a head start on that. So if you like Pokemon, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram or Twitter, and you'll find that YouTube link for it, or TikTok, lots of Pokemon content on there. Uh, moving on to the Premier League here, first topic is something very near and dear to uh, Matt's heart, and I hate to bring it up, but Liverpool out of the top four suffering their third straight loss. Uh, does Europa League keep this team together, Matt? God, I wish I knew. I don't even know, really. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I, I think it would to an extent. I, I think Europa would keep them together because it's European you know, football. I think missing out on any European football, whether it be not top four, not winning Champions League, I think could be it could be pretty detrimental based off of how they run. 
but if FSG sells the team possibly before the end of the year, if they decide that's the best course uh, going, then maybe new owners come in and, and give them a reason to, to somehow find some talent that they probably, I don't know, they, they probably wouldn't afford too many people, but they could at least get some more talent that FSG wouldn't bring in if they don't make it. But it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting the last bit of the season. Cause honestly, I think it could go either way on any possible finishing. They could go top four and still lose players. They could go out of top four and keep all their players. It, it'll be It'll be very weird. Uh, Logan, what do you think here? I think, yes, because I think, I mean, to an extent, I think it keeps them together. I I think you might see maybe one or two get sold off. But I do think that it keeps them together just because the the injuries are really a big thing. I think that that really just takes the wind out of their sails because they're a really dominant team. You put VVD back there, you put Gomes. I mean, if you put guys that, you know, naturally are, are not healthy right now um, and fill in those sides with some of that depth that's missing too, like Navi Keita and them. You, you've got a really solid team still, um, a team that's easily one of the better teams in the Premier League. I, I just think, like, you know, I, I think it depends on exactly what Matt said. I think it depends on is that ownership group going to be happy with the product? Um, they don't seem happy with the, what the Red Sox are doing. I think they've sold about everybody with the Red Sox. So I think that you might be looking at a, at an ownership group that's getting ready to back out of the ownership in Liverpool. I, you know, I think with the pandemic happening, I think it would be best if they would. Uh, there's a lot of oil money around there that is willing to buy teams. Um, so I think it'd be cool to see Liverpool kind of get some of that money that, that we've always been promised, Jordan and I, um, for Chelsea and City. But yeah, I think it's a team that stays together no matter what happens. Uh, I think it, they give them another year. Um, with just some tweaks and some minor upgrades to different spots in the attack. Uh, I say that in most cases, I think this team is going to stay together just because of the uncertainty of the one, you have the euros kind of interfering with stuff here in a bit and the, uh, the money situation with COVID right now. I, I still don't know how many teams would be able to afford some of these players like Salah Mane, like Barcelona isn't going to be probably spending a lot because they're like almost really broke. Uh, it seems like Madrid, you know, you would have thought they would have went and bought people over the summer as well, but they didn't. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Pretty- Chelsea would be shopping for any of these players, um, depending on which ones you're Inter- talking about. Inter City would buy all of them. They have... They have mountains of money. We only have like a four hundred million dollar budget, so that, it's a little tight. And they're going to spend think... all that on Messi, so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're giving him a damn team over here. <laughs> it costs like a hundred million, uh, you know, like uh, a couple hundred million a year. So there part you go. Part ownership in a team. Part ownership in a team is a lot of money. Okay, Jordan. I mean, but, it, it, go ahead. In, in the end, I, I definitely hope they they keep them together. If even if they fall out of top four, it is. It, it's rough to watch because I not to sound like they're getting unlucky because it's their it's it's really been their own fault recently. I don't you know because we'll go into the game today, but the game they played today was not much different than the game they played against Leicester or the game they played against City or the game they played against Brighton. It just seems like in the games they've lost, it's one bad thing happens and it's become like a domino effect of confidence just falling. 
and it just it everything just happens in such a short span of time because I really think in normal circumstances they would have drawn City and they they really should have beat Leicester based off of how those games began and went into the 70 75th minute and there's just for some reason something there's something about it right now that they're just exploding when one bad thing happens and that's why I, I would like to see them have a consistent run where they don't have that domino effect because then I don't even think we ask the question if they're going to make top four because they would make top four. I, I don't think teams, I think people would look at it and go, they'll be in the top four in the end, but they just need to stop that domino effect that for some reason is happening. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that Leipzig game in a bit here. Um, and the Leicester game for them as well. But uh, moving on here, we have Chelsea continuing to move up. They took yesterday's uh, game against Newcastle. They won 2-0. They moved into fourth place. And Logan, they did it with Keppa in goal here. Um, for people that don't know, there was rumors that the board really want Keppa to be number one over Mendy again here to help get their return on investment back. And uh, so it may not have been Tuchel's decision. Those are the rumors. There was an article about it days before the game actually happened and he made the starting 11. So I think there might be some uh, fire to go along with that smoke there. Um, but Logan, do you think they actually can get their return on investment on Keppa? They spent like 70 million uh, pounds on this kid. <laughs> Uh, maybe <laughs> Liverpool could take them after uh, Allison's yeah. wonders, but <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, you know, it really sucks because I don't think just like kind of like a housing market when when the market's not going very well, it's really tough to get back that return on investment. I think with players, especially especially somebody that's as fractured as Keppa was, um, I, I think it'll get you know I, selling him. I don't think is the opportunity. I, I think actually the better opportunity that would I think come into fruition maybe is maybe Keppa plays well. Um, he takes over that starting role back from Mendy. And then I think you're better off trying to sell Mendy. Um, I, I just don't see where Keppa, you're, you're going to take a loss on Keppa. If you try to sell him, somebody's going to pay him, but not as much as City, or uh, sorry, Chelsea paid for uh, Keppa. I just don't see how poorly he's played being you know, something that's enticing to clubs going, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go spend 80 million on a, on a goalkeeper. Um, especially with, you know, Spain getting so tight with money, Germany, basically giving everybody to Bayern Munich. So that, that's pretty much a done deal. Uh, PSG owning France. Like I just don't see a, a team out there that's going to go, Hey, I'm going to go spend a ton of money on a keeper. Um, it would have to be in the premier league. And I just don't see any of these big clubs really turning to Kepa to be the answer for them. Wouldn't they have to sell him for a record fee, too, if they were to get... Because isn't he the record? Yeah, he's the record, yeah. I'm not sure if he still is, but he was at the time. But yeah, I believe yeah, it is. might still be the record. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's... And with how far he's fallen, I, I can't see it happening. I mean, uh, but he did play very like... well. He did play very well, actually. Um, when when called upon. Yeah, when called yeah. upon, he, he did play well. Uh, in against Newcastle, and he also played the full game against Barnsley as well in the midweek. So, um, getting a little bit of run of form there. Also, maybe just giving Mendy a rest 
if the rumors are false. You know, you give Mendy a rest because he's got Southampton and uh, Atletico coming up here. So perfect time against Newcastle. It just would have been, of course, uh, <laughs> the way the season goes uh, sometimes. It would have been pretty funny uh, if Newcastle had, had won due to a few Kepa blunders, unfortunately. <laughs> It's like this is not the time to to test this out when we're trying to get fourth place. But uh, all in all, it worked out. Uh, whatever Tuchel's doing is pushing the right buttons on the players, and they're playing with confidence. And uh, while it's not always pretty, because a lot of times they can't finish, you do get Timo Werner scoring his first goal in uh, about a century. And um... <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> A little dinker of a goal, but it crossed the line, and uh, hopefully it gets his confidence going. He was running around smiling on the pitch before he got punched out. Uh, so that was, uh, people haven't seen that video on Twitter. It's like right after the goal count, it, he starts running around chasing the ball, smiling, and somebody just punches him in the face by accident. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what a day for, for Timo mm-hmm. Werner. But uh, happy to see him on the score sheet. And... Uh, Newcastle, by the way, let's transition to them a bit. If Fulham wins their game in hand, that would only put them, I believe, four points behind Newcastle. Newcastle needs to start getting some points here. They had some good runs recently against some teams, but really need to be more consistent so they don't get dragged into this. Logan, you Logan, you followed the Newcastle stuff pretty closely here. Uh, over the off season, when you were doing your research for Newcastle's buyers, how depressing do you think it would be if you were a Newcastle fan and you actually got relegated the season you were supposed to have all this money come in and you probably would have been, I don't know, maybe in mid-table, moving onward to maybe a top-four finish in a few years? Yeah, this is like going from cloud nine to... Uh, the pits of hell. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's ugly, and it's not like there's not something you can point to. It's everything. It's they can't defend. They lost their best defender because Yedlin was playing probably the best soccer he's played in a long time before he was shipped off to Galatasaray. Everything was going wrong with that. You've got Cal Wilson up top who's not finishing like he should. Almiron is probably their, their best player, um, and that's probably not even up for debate. Uh, San Maximin is just never healthy. I mean, it's like a perfect fire uh, for a team that just can't do anything. Andy Carroll collects more dust than, I think, a dust buster. Um, it's, honestly, it's gotten ugly, and their stretch of games is not favorable. They've got United and then uh, Wolves, who've actually played pretty well recently. Um, West Brom, I think that's one they can win. But then they go to Aston Villa, and then they have um brighten my boys uh tottenham to follow that so it's just not it's the not favorable yeah but i think i think we might get our first storyline of the year hopefully and that sounds bad because i'm not rooting against newcastle i actually don't see them do well but you might actually see fulham start to make some room because i think that fulham out of the ones down there and out of the teams you know those bottom four i think they're actually playing better football than any of them Matt, I want to pitch this to you because you were very dead set against Fulham getting promoted so they didn't drop right back down the next uh, season. Uh, But lately they have been playing well. Do you think they have what it takes to overcome Newcastle at the bottom? There we are. Um, Yeah, I I think they do. I think Newcastle, especially with the injuries they've had recently, um, 
between poor form and just constant injuries, it seems like they're getting, they really are in a bad spot right now. And, and Fulham have played well. I've actually, going into games, I, I don't think Fulham are very... It's not a game where you're going to go, wow, they're probably going to struggle. Like they, they actually looked dominant against Everton the other week. Or um, back on... I want to say it was Sunday. No, Saturday. No, Sunday. Right. Feels like weeks ago, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So <laughs> a few it, days ago, it, Fulham have put in really good performances. I, I don't really feel like Newcastle have Newcastle when they play well. It it just seems like they're struggling through it, but getting lucky. But Fulham have actually had performances that make it seem like if they if they can string together some wins and stop drawing teams, I, I really think you might be looking at Newcastle being that 18th place side. I mean, I, sadly, I don't think Sheffield and West Brom have the same luxury that Fulham do from more positive results earlier in the season. Um, but, you know, Fulham has that chance, and it it just takes a one or two really good weeks for Fulham with a few wins that it, we're going to have a new bottom three. It'll be interesting. I personally think Newcastle will be okay, but uh, it is kind of concerning how – how much they're getting dragged into this right now in Fulham having that game in hand. Uh, let's move on to the Champions League. And King, Killian, Mbappe here. Hat trick over Barcelona. This is, uh, they won 4 1 over Barcelona without Neymar or Di Maria. Uh, Logan, I'll pitch this to you first. How bad is this Barcelona team? And does Messi go to PSG or to Manchester City now? Yeah, so this was really interesting. I, it kind of had that same feel like we were... It's almost like deja vu. It's really weird because this is, you know, right around that time when all this crap happened. So we didn't pick it back up till summer. But it just feels like deja vu all over again because Barcelona had that same feel. And I, I forget, who exactly did they get absolutely just trounced by? It was like seven or six and... Wasn't it like seven to six to nothing to knock them out last year? Munich. Yeah, was it Munich? Okay. Uh, it just killed them. And, and this wasn't like the exact same thing because I think they played pretty well in the first half. But then you started to see <laughs> those flashes of what's wrong. You've got, you know, Busquets, who is old. You've got PK, who is old, who come off. And those are club legends. And they just look absolutely defeated. I don't think I've seen Messi so sad in my life. Um, you know, I, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that they just they, they can't stop anybody. They're not going to score enough. He's pretty much the only one right now that, that seems to be scoring for them. Um, and I think it's it's become a burden for him. And I think that he's been so checked out, to be honest with you. I think he's been more checked out than I think people uh, understand. that I, I, I do. I think he's really set on moving on at least mentally, until they have this election that's coming up in March, and then maybe, just maybe, that new person will step in and, and convince him to stay. But I just don't see where that's going to happen. What are they going to do? They're going to. I laughed at Carragher. Carragher was hilarious when he said, "What are they going to sell? Who are they going to sell uh, Busquet and uh, PK to? Who's going to want them? MLS? <laughs> like, who's going to want two old defenders that are just you know, or you know, central mid and defender that just don't do it anymore?" Um, but they were a mess. I mean, just, and I feel bad for Sergino Des because, like, here he is on this sparkling club of Barcelona, and they're they're not sparkly anymore. They're just very ugly, and it's it's an Atletico Madrid um, 
La Liga now. Uh, Barcelona is just so far off. Let's talk about Dest a bit here. Uh, can I say something, though, about this? I saw a lot of people before the game on U.S. men's national team Twitter be like, oh, he's going to have Kylian Mbappe in his pocket. He's going to shut him down. Right. I get having optimism, but let's not just talk out of our ass, please, when it comes to this stuff, because then when you're yep. wrong, you get all the trolls coming after you. And uh, that's exactly what happened, because Dest held his own for the first half, but after that, uh, Mbappe, you know, well, one, he kept, uh, he, I forget who he kept on side, but he kept the player on side that then eventually gets it into the box and then Mbappe finishes it. But also he was just ball watching. He wasn't moving, you know, M- Mbappe was waiting for the ball and was ready for it. Uh, Des was just kind of taken surprise that it comes over to Mbappe. Um, and it just is what it is. And he got taken out in like the 70th minute, uh, but yes, let's just, you know, we don't have to, you know, uh, beef up the expectations for him. I mean, like, a, he's playing for Barcelona. He's one of their starting right backs. Just, you know, you can you can still be happy with that without trying to pump him up to uh, containing Mbappe all game long. It's just not always going to happen. And uh, same thing with Pulisic. Let me just say this now as well. You know, he didn't play against... Newcastle, and I had a bunch of people freaking out about that. People saying, where does he go on loan to now? And all this kind of stuff. Just relax. The only game he didn't feature in was that game and the Super Bowl game so far. I get he's been coming on as a sub. You know, he's one of the only players that Tuchel said he can rely on is coming on from a sub and changing the game. And you had Tammy Abraham leave like 20 minutes into the game due to injury. Uh, So... Obviously, that changes the whole scope of the of the substitutions. Plus, they're winning two nothing. They were putting more defensive players on. It's just relax. We're going to be okay. Pulisic will be fine. Dest will be fine. We don't actually influence any of the events on the pitch. Um, Matt, do you think Mbappe stays at PSG here? I know that he's been linked to other teams, but it looks like under Pochettino. This whole team seems to be refreshed. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, they kind of keep this team together here. Yeah, um, I think his him staying is going to be dependent. I, I really think it's dependent on Liverpool and I, I, well, Liverpool and Messi. I think it de- both of those are such key factors in what will happen with him because if PSG decides they want Messi. I, I do think that having Neymar on the team is a big bonus in terms of Messi because I, I, you know, he loved playing with with Neymar in Barcelona. Um, the French league is obviously a new challenge, but it would also be one where I feel like it sounds really odd, but I feel like he challenging quotation marks. There, yeah, it's like it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's a new challenge in a sense where he would be winning new trophies. I guess um, we're in the Premier League, like you know, a couple things go the right way. He actually might not be getting those same trophies. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but you don't really know what his, to, to be honest, like you don't really know what his situation is. Like, does he want to win the French league or like, cause if he goes to PSG, he's going to win the French league. Um, so I think that plays a role into it, but also it could, it Liverpool where they finish, if they finish top four, I, I do think they have a serious shot at getting him. 
because I do tend to think Mbappe is not going to stay past his contract. And I think at that point, it's going to be up to PSG of what, what do we do? Do we, I know they're not going to have him, you know, sign a free contract six months before it expires, but I I don't see him extending his time at PSG. So I I think if, if he's going to go anywhere, somewhere like Liverpool, it has to be this summer. I mean, I could see like a fee being agreed upon at the start of the season. And it's like, Hey, you're going to come to our team at the end of next season. Um, but if he's going to leave PSG before the season begins, I think Liverpool is a I Klopp really wants them. Like Klopp doesn't go out there and say he really, really wants players. But from everything I've been reading, and this is months of reading, if there's one player he wants to coach at some point at Liverpool, it's it's Mbappe. Like he, he it sounds like he would do anything to get him there. And if the owners are willing, I think they go after it, especially if they get new ones. So I, I just think those are. I can't say he's going to stay at PSG. I, right now, I would say he is going to at this time until something else comes along. Madrid gets some more money. But it, it's really hard because there's a couple factors that really could play into it this summer. It's going to be a fun it, – it could really be a, a incredibly fun summer transfer window. All right, let's move on here to the uh, the Premier League games that happened. We had – First up on Saturday, Leicester 3, Liverpool 1. Uh, most of the law scored 67 minutes in, and then you had James Madison, Vardy, and Barnes from the 78th to the 85th minute there. Then we had Crystal I, Palace versus Burnley. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just say something about that game? It, yeah. it has to do with the second goal. I don't know if you guys saw the second goal, but could, did you see what happens before the counterattack when... Johnny Evans legitimately two hand pushes, two arm pushes Mane off the ball, and the ref is literally looking at it. And there's not, I it was too far, I think, for VAR to make a call on it. But like, it was shocking that that wasn't called. I, I like a play on it, man. No, I didn't see it though. <laughs> it's it's like if, if you look up it's too early in the look, morning for me. <laughs> if you look up like Mane push and you see that play, like you, I think it's just shocking because he lit the player legitimately pushes him and extends his arm out and they didn't call it. I know that doesn't factor into the result really at this point, but it it was frustrating. Logan, did you see any of that or No, I I read about it on Twitter. People weren't happy. <laughs> they said it was pretty obvious. Um which I mean honestly, at this point I'm not shocked by any of the the official um calling anything in this in this league really. It is funny, though, that VAR takes, like, six minutes for a Premier League game, and in the Champions League, they're able to do it in, like, a minute. <laughs> um, let's move on here to uh, Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Burnley won 3-0. Manchester City versus Tottenham ended 3-0 to Manchester City. Uh, Tottenham just wasn't up to it. Uh, up to the challenge. Logan, can anybody stop this Manchester City team at this time? Yeah, whoever they play in the next round of Champions League, they'll lose to. So, yeah, whoever that's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> no, um, in the Premier League? No, I don't think so. Not this year. I, even United, like we've talked about all podcasts, I just don't. And, and there's a lot of people that feel the same way we do after I've listened to a bunch of these podcasts. 
where they just don't feel like United is convincing enough because they have like these random games where they just don't play well. Um, and the way that City's going, I think they've won 15 or 16 now um, in all competitions in a row. I just don't see anybody beating them. And they're missing their best player and their all-time leading goal scorer. And they're still doing things to people that shouldn't be done. So it's, it is. It's, uh, you know, I think they lose Gundogan for this coming match on Wednesday because he did something with his groin. But it was more of just cautionary, I think. And once he comes back. But again, they're just so deep that, that I mean, there's times where I don't even realize some of these guys are gone. So, yeah, I think, I think that that they're too far ahead to be able to be 10 points above the second place team. That's just too much space. Then we have Brighton versus Aston Villa. That one finished nil nil Aston Villa stalling here today. Uh, I mean, recently Uh, Wolves beat Southampton two one. West Brom beat United. I tied United one, one. Oh my. I just said they, well, it felt like a loss to United fans. (laughs) um we had arsenal four leads two. go ahead matt i I didn't realize this but did you know united and liverpool have the same amount of points in the last six games they both only have six i didn't even realize that like that people seem to talk about united playing really well when in it they only had that one they only (laughs) had that one stretch yeah and since then they've been kind of average yeah that's just crazy to me to think that we had my golden boot winner here that I chose, Aubameyang, score three past uh, Leeds here, but uh, he's still not even close to the top of the charts. <laughs> so it looks like I'm going to be wrong there. Um, Leeds still have to do something about that uh, defense. Uh, unfortunately, it seems to just be that style of play is always going to be, yeah, they win 4-2 or you lose 4-2. It seems like Fulham beat Everton 2-0. Uh, Josh Maggia, who just got signed, people may know him from the Sunderland Till I Die documentary, uh, but he scored two in the 48th and 65th minute. West Ham three, Sheffield nil. Not much to really say there, but West Ham is continuing their hot form under David Moyes. Chelsea two, Newcastle nil. We've already talked about that enough. And that leaves the table as Manchester City in first with 53 points in 23 games. United with 46 points in 24 games. Leicester with 46 points in 24 games. Chelsea in fourth with 42 points out of 24 games. West Ham in fifth with 42 points out of 24 games. And Liverpool in sixth with 40 points in 24 games. Then you have Everton, Villa, Tottenham, Arsenal, Leeds, Wolves, Southampton, Palace, Brighton, Burnley, Newcastle, and you got Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield at the bottom. Uh, just for prediction sakes here, too, uh, Logan and I got the Chelsea score right, 2-0. Uh, Southampton, Wolves, oh, what was that score line I said? I just lost it. That game finished 2-1 to Wolves. Uh, Logan got that right. Good job, Logan. I should have bet. Damn. <laughs> so you're 2 for 2 right now. And then you had a It's illegal two, in Florida. You had a 2-0 <laughs> City win, uh, which was incorrect. It was 3-0. I was so close. 
So close indeed. Coming up here, we actually got games tomorrow. Uh, for some of these makeup games, but who's really going to be watching these when you have Champions League on? But we have yeah, Burnley yeah. versus Fulham at 1 p.m. We have Everton versus Manchester City at 3.15. In the Champions League, we have Juventus versus Porto at 3 o'clock and Sevilla versus Dortmund at 3 o'clock. Uh, Friday, February 19th, we have Wolves versus Leeds at 3 p.m. Saturday, we have Southampton versus Chelsea at 7.30 a.m. Burnley versus West Brom at 10 a.m. Liverpool versus Everton, a Merseyside derby coming up at 12.30 on Saturday. Fulham versus Sheffield at 3 p.m. On Sunday, we have West Ham versus Tottenham at 7 o'clock. We have Aston Villa versus Leicester at 9. We have Arsenal versus Manchester City at 11.30. And we have Manchester United versus Newcastle at 2 p.m. And then on Monday, we have Brighton versus Crystal Palace at 3 o'clock. And we also have uh, we also have uh, a game on Tuesday, but since we'll probably be recording on Monday, I didn't put that in here. Uh, I think we also have Europa League this week as well here. That's for our United listeners. They can, they, we can do yeah. some previews for them. We Easy have, there, we have uh, Tottenham playing. On... I can only do it now, Logan. I don't know. If I was going to say next year it might be ugly. Year. Well, then let me have this. So games we have here, we got Braga versus Roma on Thursday in the Europa League. We have uh, Real Sociedad versus Manchester United. We have Slavia Prague versus Leicester City. Wolfsburger AC versus Tottenham. Young Boys versus Bayer Leverkusen. Benfica versus Arsenal. Uh, Lille versus Ajax. That's probably pretty good. Um, and United got a yeah. tough draw. I didn't even realize that Sociedad's been been really yeah. good this year. It's going to be tough for them. Uh, and then we have, you know, Chelsea and City have Champions League the following week. But uh, so let's talk a little Champions League here, real quick. Uh, Matt, who do you think has the best chance to win the? Champions League this season. Um, I I believe it is a tie between Bayern and City. Um, I think those are two the two top teams in Europe right now, and I think Atletico is a, a close third um, between those two. But when comparing to what teams can do, City are good defensively and attack wise, and and Bayern are just. They can become so lethal attack-wise that I don't think it matters what kind of defense they face. Um, so that's the part that I sometimes Atletico, I think, play too slow. I, I haven't watched them this year, but I remember last year, I never felt like they, even after beating Liverpool, had much of a shot because I was like, some team is going to just run crazy over them. And to be fair, Liverpool did in the second leg. They just had Adrian at goalkeeper, which is pretty much why they got knocked out. Um, but City and Bayern are just... I mean, you can see City right now. They're destroying everyone. I don't even like. I, I'm I'm at this. I'm at the point in the year where I'm hoping City just keep winning because one, it's gonna in the in the league as quickly as possible. But also, you know, Liverpool kind of need them to beat the teams <laughs> that are in front of them and uh, like close right. behind them. So I'm really rooting for City on that end. But I mean, Pep hasn't playing as as good I think as they ever have. 
I, I don't even think it matters if they get KDB back. I don't think it's really mattered if they get Aguero back. I think they're just right now they just seem like a well-oiled machine and it would take something drastic for that to change. I think the only reason either of those teams don't win the Champions League is they have to play each other at some point. Um, you know, whether it's the final or uh, prior to it, I just I don't see any of I don't see any other teams really getting close to those two. Um, as much as I wish Liverpool could make a run, I you know, and I still think they could because they are getting some players back, and if they find some consistency, I think they'll be dangerous. But I I don't see how they could find their way past those two. They're just they're too good. I still don't think City gets to the semifinals uh, this this year. Uh, but Logan, who do you think is the the number one team here in the Champions League? Uh, it's clearly Barcelona. I think when you no, I'm kidding. Um, I I have to agree uh, with Matt. I think it, it it's between City and Bayern, but I think you know I'm a City fan, and and I seem to get really tortured in these kind of situations. I just don't know if City have enough attack when, because it, and it really depends. I mean, it depends on how much firepower Byron comes out with, and I think if they meet up eventually, whenever they do, I think that it it favors Byron just because I think the attack is something that is lethal and you know firing on all cylinders. It's it can get ugly. Although I will say we have you know. We easily have the best attacking and goal-scoring uh, threat over Bayern because Gundogan has more goals in league than... Uh, um, God, help me. Uh, what the hell Lundowski? is his name? Thank you. There we go. Does he really? He does. Yes, he does. Because um, Lewandowski Serge has... Gnabry? No, I think it's... <laughs> I think... Because Gundogan, I think, has now 10 or 11. So, uh, I mean, he's got a ton. Uh, a crap ton. I know he's got more than Lewandowski because Carragher said it today. But anyway, um, I, I do think though that Bayern is is the team to beat. So uh, they're just so good, um, and they just seem like they can come at you in all different directions, more so than City or Liverpool or Chelsea or anybody like that can. Are we sure that Carragher isn't smoking something? To be fair, why? I don't how much know. does Lewandowski have? <laughs> I, I see it as twenty-five. I just looked it up. Then what was he? Maybe in 2021 is what he was talking about. Uh, I think maybe. he. I think in 2021 because Gundogan yeah. gone nuts. Well, he's had yeah. constantly scoring two goals a game. 2021. That's what it was. It was 2021. Gundogan has 26 goals. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I, I must have. I must have mistaken that. No, it, it's 2021. I believe is what character meant. If I had to guess, like a, a top four, top five in terms of it. I would probably be putting Bayern and City. They're at this point tied. I think, I think the other teams that can threaten. I, I do think Madrid, uh, Atletico threatens. I think Chelsea and Liverpool can threaten if things continue on a positive path. For Chelsea, Chelsea's that, not getting past Atletico. See, I, but but <laughs> no, I don't you think know, so. I, I, they might not, and but and that might be the reason why they they don't. But I think if they get past Atletico. You know, in Liverpool, finish off Leipzig, who I found out today are the top defensive team in, in the Bundesliga, and that made me really question how strong the Bundesliga is because I did not really? see it. Apparently, it's they not are. as strong as it used to be. It's. It, I was like, if it this really is isn't. Best, this is the second best team in the Bundesliga. Liverpool would be fighting Bayern for the title with all these injuries because they did not. I wasn't super impressed. Um, 
but I, I think those are the top five and that's where, you know, Atletico and Chelsea facing each other obviously is going to knock one of them out, but you know, Chelsea and Liverpool have a chance if, if things go the right way for them, I, I don't see how they can't make the semifinals. You know, if Chelsea get through and get like a Dortmund in the draw, or if they get like a, you know, they get Dortmund or Sevilla or if Porto upsets Juventus, like stuff like that, even honestly facing Juventus, I don't think they're incredibly like talented to a point where Chelsea or Liverpool couldn't beat them. I just think it matters as to really with those three teams, do they face City and Bayern in a two-legged draw or a one-legged draw in the final? Because I think that could be such a big difference. But I think really when you look at the Champions League, those are your your top five teams and, and possible winners. Yeah, I... I... I think uh, Chelsea's issue still is that they just can't score. And and if they had to go up against any of these teams, especially Atletico, I just can't see them scoring against a Simeone side, like scoring for fun where they could win the two legs. But I think really, I think it's between two teams right now. I'm going to be cynical, I guess. I, I really think it's just PSG or Bayern that win the thing. Uh, I, I just don't think any of these other teams have enough what it takes, you know, city hang up your mic city. Uh, come on, Lou. You just I'm intrigued about the, anyway. I'm intrigued about the PSG. I, I'm intrigued. Cause I, I, I'm still not overly impressed with them, even if they beat up Barcelona. Yeah. But I think what impressed me about it is that they beat them up without two of their best players. And I, and I think I know Barcelona isn't what they used to be, but the, the fact that it was four, one, you know, without uh, Neymar or Di Maria, and if they can get even healthier, I think, and if they could face somebody other than Bayern in the final, I think they have a real shot. I, I think if it is a repeat of last year, it's going to be uh, Bayern winning the thing, and I'm just sick of that. I'm tired of it. I really am tired of Bayern's dominance. You know, we were just talking about Alaba, who decided he's going to be leaving Bayern, and he played for 13 seasons there. And he's won 24 trophies so far. That's not including the ones this year that they're going to win. So uh, that's just insane. That's insane. I don't know why anybody would even leave that team, to be honest. Um, Looking at Bundesliga right now, we have Bayern 49 points after 21 games. Leipzig with 44 points after 21 games. Frankfurt up to third in 39, uh, 39 points, Wolfsburg in fourth with 39 points, Leverkusen in fifth with 36, and Dortmund in sixth with 33 points, and then Mönchengladbach in seventh with 33 points. Schalke still all the way down in 18th uh, with, uh, with nine points. So uh, Hoppies might have to move on. We have La Liga... Atletico Madrid with 54 points and two games in hand over Real Madrid, who have 49. Yeah, a six, a five-point lead with two games in hand over the second-place team. Barcelona have played one more game than Atletico, and they are eight points away from Atletico. And third, then you have Sevilla, Sociedad, Villarreal to round out the top six. Serie A, Inter Milan have claimed the lead right now uh, with 50 points. And as AC Milan just lost to Spezia, Spezia uh, 2-1, uh, 2-0, sorry, on uh, the I 13th. Watched, 
I watched the Inter game on Saturday because I was really poor. I think it was Saturday, or it might have been. Yeah, it was Saturday. Uh, was it was the fourteenth. Or was it? Yeah, okay, so Sunday it was Inter's. Yeah. AC Milan was so, Saturday. I was gonna. I was gonna say because I watched Inter, and Lukaku is on like on a different planet right now. I mean, everything he touches just turns to gold. I wish it's I was like... on a different planet right now. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> One without yeah, COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're one point different, so this is going to be a really cool title race with the uh, with the two Milan teams back in power. Uh, as you have Roma in third with 43 points, and you have Juve in fourth with 42 points, then Napoli and Atalanta to round out the top six. Liga Un, we have Lille with 55 points in first, then PSG in second with 54 points. Lyon in third with 52 points, Monaco in fourth, and Rennes in fifth, and Lens in sixth. It rounds out the top six. There, Marseille is all the way down mid-table. And uh, that's the rest of Europe right there. So lots to look forward to as we continue on the season here. Um. Any other thoughts, guys, before we wrap it up? No, other than the fact that City are champions, it's great. Yeah, City are be- City are turning the Premier League into the Bundesliga. I'm still as Zazu okay. says, not yet. It's it's it, but like it, it, there is some parallels. Like you you kind of see like I know it hasn't obviously reached that point, but. Like there's some decent parallels, I think, to that comparison. Yeah, but there's parallels everywhere. So. Liverpool won the title by twenty some points last year, and nobody was claiming it was going to become the Bundesliga. City now winning it by a bunch of points. It, it I don't think it really has that. Uh, I still think it could be like next year it could be Chelsea or it could be uh, Liverpool again or. Let's say you know. City win the league by like a ton because they probably will. And then they buy Halan, and they buy Kunde, or I don't know how to say his name. And then they, you know, they are easily will be favorites again, as long as, I guess, Pep is there. But, you know, if they win a couple more titles in a row and continuously sign these top, like, top talent, it, it does seem like it's it's becoming similar to it because they're, without Klopp, they would have, you know, they'd be going to their, without Klopp, they'd be winning their fourth title in a row this year pretty easily. Uh, yeah, but it, it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, like, Juve had how many in a row? Like, 10? And uh, that's changed now. And you have Bayern, who literally have not lost in, in I can't even remember since when. Since Klopp. Since Klopp, yeah. <laughs> Which was probably 2013. Um, I, just, I just want Pep to leave. Well, I think he won't last much longer anyway. I mean, he's one of those that'll go on a sabbatical after he's done this, take a year off and figure out where he, what he wants to do. He's not a, somebody that stays around and, and lasts for, you know, 10 years at a club um, like some managers. Especially if, he that, doesn't, especially if he doesn't win Champions League. <laughs> is it true that Frank Lampard might become the new city manager? Don't don't ever that say that. Don't ever joke about that. That's not even funny to joke about. I would be more concerned that Klopp's going to go up and quit, and you're going to get stuck with Frankie Boy. No, they would put promote Stephen Gerrard at that point. Yeah, they probably put yeah, Stephen Gerrard. Although John Terry looks like he's going to make a, a manager sometime soon. That's pretty exciting. 
And he, everybody's, all of his staffs and players' wives better watch out. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet about that that I can't really. I saw. I think I saw that. Too. <laughs> was it? I think I saw guy, you but... like it. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, just Google John Terry uh, <laughs> and wives, and I'm pretty sure you'll get the full story. Um. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, that wraps us up here. You can follow us on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, email Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com, Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show, uh, Stateside Soccer Show. We've been doing, uh, we're going to be doing a total of 27 episodes uh, <laughs> before April 13th for uh, our season previews for each club. So you can follow that if you want at Stateside Show on Twitter, at Instagram, uh, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, or email us uh, for whatever reason at StatesideShow at gmail.com. And we will catch you all next time where we break down the weekend matches and look ahead to the next Champions League matches. So we will see you then. Kane has stolen it to death! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.